and gentlemen welcome to a new episode of the message is moving where we break generation curses every day and we have a new episode talking about breaking the generation curse of bad eating habits so for this one i felt like it was very important to bring someone who's definitely taking a change because when it comes to health we all have those moments where we know we should be doing better but we fall short a couple of times, maybe more than a couple of times. And historically in our communities, health has been one of the number one killing factors. They always talk about black and black crime, but honestly, a lot of it is our health, a lot of preventive diseases, cardiovascular diseases, um, diabetes. And matter of fact, I went to cdc.gov and here's a little small excerpt from an article that I read. It says that African-Americans are living longer. The death rate for African-Americans have declined about 25% over 17 years, but primarily for those aged 65 years and older. Even with these improvements, new new analysis shows that younger African-Americans are living with or dying of many conditions typically found in white Americans at older ages. Examples, high blood pressure, diabetes, and stroke. Chronic diseases and some of their risk factors may be silent or not diagnosed during those early years. Health differences are often due to economic and social conditions that are more common among African-Americans than whites. For example, African-American adults are more likely to report they cannot see a doctor because of cost. Now, one way we can be accountable for preventive diseases is to switch up the way we eat. One diet that has went mainstream in recent memory, but it's not a gimmick, is plant-based diets. Celebrities such as Beyonce, Maya, Russell Simmons have all embraced this way of life. There are different diets in plant-based, vegetarian, vegan, raw vegan, flexitarian. Studies show that plant-based diet may lower your blood pressure, prevent type 2 diabetes, decrease your risk of cancer, and improve your cholesterol. So when it comes to my guest today, I had to bring another fellow FU alumni. A good friend of mine that dedicated herself to the plant-based lifestyle, and I remember when she asked me questions about it years ago, she took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> My partner in crime when we do the get it dance. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Venetia Green. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a while. It has been. Yes. No homecoming this year, so I guess we couldn't do the get a dash, right? I know. I am so sad that we weren't able to have homecoming, but hopefully next year we'll be able to go. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because I don't think virtual homecoming will be the same, right? Exactly. Like, you won't be able to get the interaction and the hugs from doing it on Zoom. It's just not the same. It's not the same. I got to (laughs) raise my hand to to talk to people and alumni. I don't want to do that. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> you can't have the cookout <laughs> there you virtually go. like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So first thing I wanted to ask is, what inspired you to go plant-based and how long have you been plant-based? Okay. Um, well, what actually inspired me to go plant-based, um, I actually had a situation where like on, it was like February the 15th, of 2018, mm. um, I actually went to eat, you know, just a regular plate of, you know, chicken that I had cooked, you know, and then um, I was just looking at the food and I was just like, you know what, this thing was once living, like breathing, you know, mm. has like veins and everything and tendons. And I'm like, I'm really about to eat this. Like, it just like kind of. <laughs> hit me like all of a sudden and I was like you know what because I just you know the day before was Valentine's Day and I was doing like a whole you know self-care type of you know vibe you know that I was on so I was like you know what I'm gonna start taking care of myself and you know change up the way that I eat 
um, years ago, prior to that, um, I went pescatarian for a year, but I didn't do it the right way for research. So then I, the next following day, on the 16th, I looked at, you know, documentary because I had started doing research and, you know, reading books and reading, you know, things on the news as far as news articles, things like that. And then um, it was suggested to watch the Netflix film, What the Health. Mm-hmm. And I watched What the Health and I literally was like, oh, I'm going vegan. I, I yeah, I cannot. So because it really touched me from a socioeconomic standpoint on how not only, you know, as far as on the health standpoint, you know, veganism was good, but how we as, you know, black people or, you know, African-American, indigenous, you know, people of color were targeted, you know, as far as health wise in the healthcare industry. So I was like, oh, no, I got to try, you know, going vegan. So. That's what inspired me to go vegan. I reached out to you because I seen um, that you were, you know, plant based. I was like, let me ask Nate and find out, you know, what he's doing. I, um, you know, did a lot of research online, and um, you of course go to Almighty YouTube and looked up some recipes and started um, following some social influencers because I didn't know anybody around me a lot like that that was, you know, plant based or vegan besides mm-hmm. you. Um, that I knew. So I was like, let me reach out to Nate. And yep, ever since then, it's been no turning back. There you go. Wow. So you just literally had like an epiphany just looking at a plate. Exactly. Like I really went to go eat a plate of chicken. I was just like, yeah, I can't do it. Like I got to start taking care of myself. And this thing was breathing. Like I just, I just can't. And so from there, it just had a ripple effect of to where I am now. Nice. Yeah, it's it's crazy because one thing that you mentioned that inspired a lot of people was the documentary called The Health is Wealth. Mm-hmm. So here's the funny thing. I actually, to this day, still have never watched that documentary. Really? I haven't. Um, what made me, and I, and I went plant-based back in September of 2017, mm-hmm. um, I felt like it was, I needed to change something in my diet. Um, at 2017, I, I just moved back from Florence, South Carolina, went back to my hometown area in Hugie, which is in the Charleston area. And you know how sometimes you just have these desk jobs and you're eating, you're going out to eat every day at lunch and you're not thinking nothing about it until you're being tested in an athletic wow. standpoint. And you're like, you know what? I, I remember getting this tired this soon, shooting around basketball. Then low minor knee problems and never had any issues. Oh, wow. And then (laughs) this was the one where you don't even think about stuff like that until you see it in front of you. I remember I had, we always had a family reunion every Memorial weekend. And I looked at the pictures taken of me and I'm like, you know, that's how big I gotten. Like I didn't, (laughs) I guess (laughs) I didn't think to compare like, yo, this is how big I've gotten. You know, for the most part, you know, maybe like in college, I was mostly tall and slender. Mm-hmm. Right, but right. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, the face got fatter first. And then I was like, well, that explains the knee problems. I'm not used to this. My body's not used to this. Um, and then actually, my father passed away in June of 2017. Mm. And he had diabetes. Me and him, we didn't have a close relationship, but he passed away from type two diabetes from my understanding my grandmother on his side of family his mother she passed away from diabetes so i kind of look at that as like i don't know like some kind of wake-up call right i was like well you know what let me what can i do because once i get put my mind up to something i can obsess over a little bit and it it took a couple of months but i started researching you know what let me let me try going vegan and even though I didn't still entirely knew what all that entails, like plant-based in itself is really a broader range. And I, I described different diets within that. Right. But I remember like freestyle in Phoenicia, like by the time you asked me, I was better. But at that time I was, you could be an unhealthy vegan. And that's why I was at first yes, because I was just throwing things out there. <laughs> 
throwing things out there, but I wanted to ask you. So now you you switched over. Mm-hmm. You came to the plant-based life. Yes. And <laughs> what was more of like another um, awakening, even though I had started to do, it was so funny, everything kind of fell into place because like the next following week, um, I went to the doctor after I decided to, you know, start going plant-based mm-hmm. and um, I went to the doctor, you know, for a regular checkup and this was back in 2018 and I weighed, well, you know, of course you step on the scale and you weigh yourself and when the scale said 292, I was like, oh no, I'm too big. Like, am I really that big? Like kind of like how your situation where were you, you know, look at yourself like, did I really get like that? I saw myself at 292 and I was like, am I really this big? Like I've never been this big in my entire life. But you know, if you're, you know, eating every day, you just don't realize, you know, how when you get older, the pounds start to pack on, you know, especially not eating the right types of food, you know, you're just Mm -hmm. eating quick on the go. And so when that scale said 292, I was like, oh my gosh. And then, from there, the doctor was like, okay, well, um, you know, she took my blood pressure. She was like, well, your blood pressure is a little high. She was like, um, and I had, you know, of course, I have a family history of high blood pressure as well. Um, my grandmother had, you know, um, high blood pressure, diabetes. My dad, um, who recently passed in December of this past year, um, was a diabetic and, um, you know, seeing as far as like my my grandfather and my mom's side, you know, had a stroke and, you know, family members that I know have had issues from cancer to, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, everything. And so, you know, she was like, well, your family has a, you know, a history of high blood pressure. And she was like, and you're also pre-diabetic um, mm-hmm. when she took my, you know, my sugar, my glucose levels. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, am I really like, did I really let myself get like this? And so she was ready, the doctor was ready to put me on all types of, you know, medicine. And so she left out, and this is so funny, she left out of the office um, to come back in. And when she left out for the moment, I happened to glance at her, you know, her um, computer uh-huh. that was on the side. And I, she left an email up and it had, um, congratulations, um, you've been selected to go to Mexico. And I was looking like, okay, I'm being really nosy, but I'm like, yeah, I selected to go to Mexico. Right. And, you know, I kind of, you know, look a little bit closer and it was like, because of, you know, your sales of such and such type of medicine, you've been selected to go to Mexico. So it clicked to me. I'm like, this is retail to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the same way you go to, you know, Walmart or you go to like the mall um, and, you know, people pitch you things all the time. Like you don't think in the healthcare profession, like that is retail to them. You know, that's their job as well, you know, to get you on certain types of medicines, to keep, you know, this amount of money coming into these pharmaceutical companies. And I was like, oh no, like she, she making money off of, me and my condition. I'm like, no, uh-uh, this is not going down like this. And, you know, and then she had the commercial flashing on like the television screen. I was just like for, you know, different types of medicines. And I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So when she came back in, she was just like, um, you know, well, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to put you on this and this and that. I said, hold up before you do all of this. Um, I'm just now, I'll tell her, I'm just now starting to do, you know, switch my eating habits. I'm like, let me switch my eating habits and change my diet before, you know, you give me all this medicine and try to put me on this, you know, regimen and things like that. And so she was like, well, I usually don't do this, but um, okay. She was like, we'll do it your way, you know, for, you know, for a little while. And when you come back on your next visit, she was like, if you're, 
you know, your sugar levels haven't changed and your blood pressure hasn't changed and, you know, you haven't lost any weight, then, you know, we're definitely putting you on these medications. I was like, cool. So I immediately went to work as far as making sure, you know, I signed up for the gym. Like I made sure that I, you know, had my meal plans together. I was like, oh no, I am not. So that was another thing that sent me further and further into, you know, my plant-based journey, which actually gave me a little bit more fire underneath me to make sure that, you know, I stuck it out and be where I am now. I can already tell you the sermon is strong because first you had, well, I guess technically second, it was going to be chronological, right? But you had the epiphany when you look at your plate mm-hmm. to change it up. <laughs> you you go to the doctor and you just had that <laughs> that moment just by chance to look at her email. Right. To, to kind of spark all those thoughts. Like that's 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 very amazing to me. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. And we're not trying to blast all doctors, right? Because I've been right. to some doctors who've been very um, transparent and you can tell they really care about the general health of their patient. But when you see there are incentives in place. Mm-hmm. So when you have incentives in place for the system, sometimes that corrupts because just like a regular sales job, right? We want, of course, you might see that huge banner for your company to operate with integrity. But if you get this sale and this sale and get this bonus, that can tempt some people. Right, exactly. So now you, you went through that. You said you get your meal plans together. You sign up for the gym. How did those first few months went? Because I know that's a make or break time for a lot of people that's trying it out. So as far as like the first few months, um, or really the first week, full blown okay. week, um, I, I was going through the detox phase, which, you know, if you, if anybody has ever tried, you know, going plant based or switching up their eating habits, they know that, you know, that first week you get a little cranky, a little, you know, lethargic, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as my body, I was going to the bathroom more frequently um but then like literally the next following week after that i noticed that my skin started to clear um that i started to have a lot more energy and so i was like okay i kind of like this you know and then that first month i started noticing that i was you know kind of you know things were getting just a little bit looser you know as far as my clothing and i was like okay i can kind of dig this you know i have more energy you know my skin is starting to look better um and then you know from there it was just kind of like full steam ahead once i started feeling you know my energy levels increase and then as far as like little aches and pains that i used to have like in my knees and my joints you know similar to you know your situation um, when I noticed that that started to go away, I was like, oh, I can, I can get with this. Um, but luckily again, I, you know, I reached out to you and I was able to do more research to be able to stick with it. Um, because I think that's where a lot of people fail when it comes to switching to a plant-based diet. They don't, um, one really do enough research or reach out to people that um, they feel like they can talk to about being plant-based because of course it's not, you know, typical or ideal. Um, And then they don't have the, you know, the decision in their mind to stick with it. Right. So um, I just, you know, I was, my mind was made up, you know, especially after that doctor's appointment. So um, the first few months really after I say like the first week, was really pretty easy for me. I know a lot of people were probably like, oh, it was, you know, it was a struggle for me. But for me, it really wasn't as bad as I anticipated um, because of the fact that I, once I started feeling better, it started, everything else started being easy. I started wanting to learn more recipes. I wanted to, you know, go to the gym more often. 
you know, and find out about different ways and getting creative with food. And of course, um, like you were stating earlier about different forms of veganism, you know, and being plant-based. Um, so yeah, those first few months after, you know, that first week I was, I, I was feeling on top of the world. So <laughs> yeah, I think one of the first things that I noticed is pretty common when I speak to fellow plant-based uh, approachers is that the one of the first is like the skin, the skin will clear up, right? Mm-hmm. So already you got, you got that little confidence factor, like, okay, I like this. Right. And then you get the skin clear up and it's the energy. And for me, I, I think that's why that's common, right? Like, okay, well, I'm back at home. Let me sign up for a gym at home. And I was concerned initially. I was like, well, how can I, I do a lot of strength training. So let's see how I really impact that with no meat. Because one of the biggest misconceptions is that the only way you can get protein is from meat. And that's not true. And that is a huge misconception because you actually get more protein from plants because you get it directly from the source. And it's not recycled protein. See, people think, oh, I have to eat, you know, meat. I have to eat, um, you know, eggs to get their protein. And they forget that the animal that they're getting it from eats plants. (laughs) So why not cut out the middleman and go directly to the source where they're actually getting their protein from and you're actually maximizing your protein and your nutrients, not to mention um, not having the, you know, the carcinogen, you know, factor from eating meat itself, you know, and, you know, cut out that, that's a huge misconception. I actually have um, a couple of friends um, that are, you know, that are bodybuilders and that go to the gym pretty often that have now switched to plant-based, um, even family members that go to the gym pretty often um, that have noticed that they actually have more energy. They actually are, are able to lift more by going plant-based versus how they felt from getting their protein from meat sources. And it's like, mm-hmm, see, I tried to tell you, you know, they're like, oh, I got a second win, you know, when, when I'm running, you know, I didn't have that beforehand. It's like, yeah, the misconception as far as being able to get your protein strictly from, you know, meat and um, things like eggs. And, and that's a huge misconception um, as far as, you know, needing to have that now, um, but it is important for you to get your protein, but the focus also too on protein is a little, uh, bias as well. Um, as far as, you know, the huge, you know, they, everybody thinks protein, protein, protein when it comes to, you know, health and strengthening and conditioning, right. which there's also other factors as far as different nutrients that your body need, mm-hmm. um, along with that protein, you know, in order for you to have a well-balanced um, diet altogether as well. So, yeah, that's a huge misconception that I love to um, do Mythbusters with all my friends and family um, because I'm like, listen, like, see how many, see how much grams of protein you get with this, you know, kale versus this pack of meat, you know, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting and also calcium a lot of people exactly. feel like if it's if it's not coming from milk and cheese that we can't get the right amount of calcium not knowing that a lot of vegetables <laughs> even some fruits have a lot of calcium like exactly. one of the things i love to eat is kiwi kiwi has a lot of calcium potassium mm-hmm. it does it does um again like you know things like kale and um even like your sea vegetables like um, like seaweed, you know, you can get a lot of calcium even in seaweed. People forget, you know, they think they have to eat, you know, things like fish to get even their, you know, their, like their, um, their omegas, you know, as far as the oils and things like that. Like you, like what do the fish eat to get what they have? See, people have the whole misconception of eating the animal and you're getting the harmful effects 
from eating the animal instead of just going directly to the source. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of the great things because sometimes you just have to be about it because sometimes people won't listen to you until you show the results. Right. I remember exactly. people really reaching out to me after I started posting my gym updates and I kept saying, I think I, my first one plant-based that first week, I just took a picture in Whole Foods. I said, like, oh, I'm going plant-based. Here's my, here's me going shopping, you know, and I went from that to like, I think every three or so months, I'll post a picture of myself. So everybody's like, wait a minute, you're plant-based and you're building muscle because another misconception is that I don't want to lose a lot of weight. Right. Well, yeah, you don't have to, it depends on how you do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that's um, another, um, but- you know, misconceptions too, like you said, as far as being vegan out, like, you know, like you previously stated, there's different ways you can be vegan. Um, you can be like the unhealthy vegan and eat a lot of processed foods. But if you do it the right way, eat um, more of a whole meal as far as a lot of fruits, vegetables, um, you know, not eating so much processed foods, you can still you would lose weight, but you can also maintain. Um, and so like the first year of my transition, I lost a lot of weight. You know, I lost over a hundred pounds in my first year. But then since then I've maintained my mm-hmm. weight. And people think, oh, well, you're like you're vegan, you're not a you know, you're not a stick, you know, things like that. Like I'm like, no. Um, I like to say I'm like a, a thick vegan, you know, <laughs> because, you know, I also know the importance of, you know, going to the gym and making sure, you know, you maintain those gains as far as muscle and then also being able to, you know, switch up your eating habits as far as making sure that you have the right balance of, you know, carbs. Um, and things like that to maintain your weight. You don't have to necessarily um, be a, 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 a stick figure going plant-based. That's a huge misconception as well. Um, I know when my, like my mom is now plant-based as well, and that was her main thing. She was like, oh, I don't want to be a twig. You know, you know, the whole Southern, you know, everybody mm-hmm. in the South is thick, and yep. they don't want to yep. lose their thickness. But at the same time, they're sacrificing their health to look a certain way. And if you, you know, do the research, take the time to, you know, prepare, you don't have to lose your curves, you know, if you do it the right way, you know, cause you can be, you can lose weight either the healthy way or the unhealthy way. Um, that's what I like to tell, you know, people all the time, but you can also maintain your curves and your figures. I actually have, um, when I lived in Florence, I actually had a trainer um, who's a friend of mine named um, Alicia, mm-hmm. and she's on Facebook as well. And she's plant based. She's um, a trainer. She's amazing. Um, shout out to Alicia. Um, and she's plant based, but she is curvy, you know, as well. And it's like, you know, ladies, you don't have to sacrifice your curves. You know, in order for you to live a healthy lifestyle, and that's a huge misconception, especially being in the South, um, you know, that you're going to be a stick figure. And it's like, no, if you, you know, have your meals proportioned right, it's all about, you know, making sure that you keep an eye out on what you're eating, the times you're eating, how you're eating, and then also um, making sure that you go to the gym and you can very much maintain a certain weight and, you know, even enhance your curves as well um, being plant-based. So that's a huge misconception that people have as far as veganism or being plant-based goes, that you're going to end up a size zero or a size two by going plant-based. And that's a huge misconception. Right. Venetia dropping these gems. Hashtag dick vegan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking, speaking of, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it might be some merchandise later on, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. No, so, okay. <laughs> so when it comes to creativity, what are some recipes that's helped you along this journey? Um, so as far as like my, a few of my favorite recipes, um, 
Well, I should say my favorite things to cook because I may come out with a recipe book down the line. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm actually trying to work on that with my mom and family members right now, trying to come up um, with a good recipe book um, because a lot of people also think that because you're vegan, you don't have to, you're not going to throw down in the kitchen. And that's a huge misconception because mm-hmm. I throw down in the kitchen. Like I do, um, and I try to stay away from soy because, you know, soy has a lot of estrogen in it. Um, which if you're, you know, a female or a male, you know, you don't want to throw off your hormonal balance as far as with a lot of estrogen. So I try to stay away from a lot of soy based products because that can throw you off and even cause, you know, weight gain, but not in the healthiest way. So Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful of that. But a, a couple of my, um, I should say favorite foods that I like to cook is like baked mac and cheese. I love baked mac and cheese. <laughs> um, and people have the misconception that, oh, you can't cook mac and cheese. You know, it's going to be, you know, what is it? Like, like hard as a rock or, you know, not melting. And I'm like, no, like I this past, let's see, Christmas, I actually went to um, Atlanta and I cooked my baked mac and cheese and I did um, my chicken, my KFC chicken um, with oyster mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms are a key. Mushrooms is a huge, huge uh, part as far as what I eat. Um, as far as every type of mushroom <laughs> that you can mm-hmm. have. Now I don't really eat a lot of um, like shiitake mushrooms because it's not the healthiest as well. But like baby bell mushrooms, um, oyster mushrooms, uh, I think it's like, I always mess up the name of, it's like maitake mushrooms. Like it's a lot of different mushrooms you can have that also give you nutrients and also give the same consistency and texture of, you know, like chicken. Um, Those are like my favorite, some of my favorite dishes to cook. Um, I do things like, you know, like pies and uh i'm actually working on like some cupcakes uh yeah so as far as recipes go you name it i can probably do a vegan version of it i also love to do um even like breakfast food like i do a really nice um alkaline waffle Mm. like a belgian waffle but i instead of you know just regular flour i use you know chickpea flour and spelt flour and you know, using that with water and um, grapeseed oil, though it's, it's amazing. And it's light and fluffy. And people, um, whenever I post it, like on my Snapchat, or if I, you know, um, show it to my family, or if I cook for them, they're like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. And I'm like, yeah. See, it's a huge misconception, you know, that because you're plant-based that you can't throw down in the kitchen. And I know um, Tabitha Brown, who is now blowing up, you know, in an amazing way. And I'm, I'm so happy that she is now getting the exposure and the recognition as far as, you know, especially not only in the vegan community, but, you know, worldwide now, as far as getting endorsements. Um, I was an early follower of hers um, back before she had the huge, huge pro that she does now. Um, like following some of her recipes, like they are, it's, you, it's a lot of things you can do. Like people have a misconception that you only going to eat, you know, carrots, broccoli and, you know, salads all day. That's a huge misconception. When you're plant-based, you can eat a lot more. I, I actually eat, I tell people now I eat a lot more than I did years ago. Um, (laughs) right. Exactly. Like, because when you're not plant-based, you eat, you know, typically chicken, turkey, um, you know, pork, beef, that's it, you know, but when you're plant-based, you get to experiment, you get to try a lot of different um, plants. There's way more plant, (laughs) way more plant life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and fruit than there are, you know, as far as meat products. And when you kind of break it down to people like that, they're like, oh, you know what, you're right. And I'm like, listen, you season your food with plants. Like, why not go directly to the source and eat plants and fruits and vegetables, you know, things like that. So, yeah, 
it's a, it's a I throw it down in the kitchen. Let me just say that my my kitchen is my safe haven. I love to cook. There you go. We can't <laughs> wait for that. You got me hungry. We can't wait for that cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait for that cookbook. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Very there soon. You go. And to your credit, I think I went to Washington D.C. back in 2000, and I think it was 19. Mm-hmm. And I went to this black-owned vegan restaurant. And when I tell you that mac and cheese, I think they made theirs out of cauliflower. Okay. And when I tell you that mac and cheese was one of the best things that I've had in a while, see, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be biased. So to prove my point, and actually he was a guest on my fourth episode on workplace conflict, my brother Mark Gatson, he was the one that was showing me around D.C. He stays in Maryland. Okay. And he's not plant-based at all for him to walk in there with me and he walked out like man that food was good and he actually went back (laughs) after my visit that's a testament to it see soul food is not high seasoning and meat what makes soul food what it is that we cook from the soul you can't replicate that that is the truth so what you do in the kitchen, that's those soul food. Don't let that meat distract you from that. That's not what soul food means. <laughs> exactly. Like you're really like people have that misconception, you know, that soul food is strictly, you know, just pig feet, you know, and, you know, baked chicken or fried neck, chicken. Neck and, you know, like, like that's not, that's actually not hurt. That's not soul food. That's actually soulless food well or you're eating soul food you're eating you know the the, the, the animal soul demonic it's food. not helpful <laughs> to you right you're not it's not helpful to your soul you know more soul food is actually things that are going to nourish your body you know enrich your body so that whole misconception of you know soul food i can't i ain't gonna be able to throw down like you know like i used to like no listen my i cook more now for my vegan Thanksgivings and vegan Christmases than I have ever um, cooked before. And it's such an exciting time. I always look forward to like the holidays because of the fact that I am vegan. And around the holidays, typically when uh, I get around family and they're like, oh, well, cook this for me. Oh, can you show me how you cook this? And can you? I'm like, listen, okay, I got you. You know, I got you. So Listen, soul food, vegan soul food is where it's at. Um, there's a place in um, Columbia. I'm not sure if you've ever been. I believe it's called a, a Taste of Soul Vegan Cafe in mm. Columbia. I actually just went there um, about two weeks ago um, because I was in Columbia. And when I tell you, oh, my goodness, their food is, is so good. So good. And Atlanta also is another place. You can go to Atlanta and get... Uh, it's a huge variety of different places you can go and get some really good food. Um, like, I know, of course, everybody loves to go to Slutty Vegan, um, but there's also a lot of uh, different restaurants. I think like Sunflower Cafe in Atlanta that's really, really good as far as having plant-based food and plant-based options. There's so much out there now. Yeah, and I'm in the Raleigh area, and anyone that drives to this area or stops by, they actually have a quite a few places in Durham where there's a lot of plant-based food that's Black-owned, actually. So okay. that's, that's another thing. And I'm glad you mentioned cooking for your family members because that is one common complaint to someone that's reaching out for my help. They'll say, Nate, I'm doing well, but then I go to a family gathering or I go out with friends and I cave in. So first, the first part of this question is, how did you deal with that in the beginning in terms of going to social gatherings and still had that discipline? And two, what is your advice for someone who's saying they're struggling in that area? So as far as having social gatherings, of course, like I said, holidays, I cook. (laughs) I just I already have in my mind, you know, that I'm going to cook. Or, um, you know, like for like my birthday or things like that, I, you know, of course, pick a, a place 
that has a lot of, you know, plant-based options there for social gatherings that are involving me. Um, if I'm going out with other people, I do, of course, you know, ask, you know, where we're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, if they don't have plant-based options there, I of course get creative and make either appetizers, sides, or the menu <laughs> to fit my needs. People think um, that you can't get creative in other people's kitchens, but other people, like other chefs and things like that, I've actually went to um, a couple of restaurants um, and they are like, oh, you know what? I never thought about, you know, replacing that with this. And I was just like, you know, whip that up for me. Let's try it, you know? And the chefs have actually come out to me and been like, you know what? That is an awesome idea to, you know, put this and this together to come up with this. And so when you're going out with, you know, friends and family, of course, I say always plan. Like if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Even when it comes to, you know, eating out or even if you're getting a quick bite to eat, just kind of get an idea. Like now everything is um, online. You can look at everything menu wise, you know, even people take pictures of menus and post it online on Google and things like that to kind of have an idea of what you can eat. Um, every place I know nowadays, I believe, um, and I've actually done a little bit of research on this. Um, almost every restaurant now has to have a plant based option for people, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a salad, whether it's sides, Um, They have to one list if it's like vegan or vegetarian. Um, So nowadays you can actually pick and choose and put things together to kind of have a, a, a meal, you know. So always be prepared, look up the menu ahead of time and you know, kind of having your mind, all right, well, I'm gonna get this side and along with this, you know, appetizer and put it together you know things like that or if you're going to a place and you know that you're going to a social gathering and there's not going to be any plant-based options for you you know eat before you go if you can you know snack before you go um which you probably should be eating a little bit earlier in the day anyway um you know eat ahead of time or take you know a little snack or something you know with you so you can nibble on it before you go to the restaurant you know um always have a plan try to plan ahead that's actually the key to anything is to try to plan um like today i was at work and um everybody in the office it was employee appreciation day so you know of course they wanted to do office lunch so they were like okay well we're going to order from this but you know be See if you can order from this place. If not, you know, I'm like, I'm already ahead of you. Like, I already know what to get, you know. So once you have it in your mind to stick with it, because can't nobody deter you away from something that you're passionate about. Like, if people really knew the seriousness and the urgency of, of their health, you know, people think, oh, I got years, you know, before this happens. There's people, you know, passing away at my age and younger from things like strokes and having heart attacks and things like that. So even being prepared on eating out is important. You know, if you got to put two and two sides together, do it. You know, a stomach full is a stomach full, like my grandfather always says, you know, so look it up, Google it you know, or eat a plan ahead and eat ahead of time. So that way, you know, as long as you're making sure that you have the nutrients that you need and that you're, you're full, that's all that matters. Absolutely. And I'm going to put this out there. You, you may or may not agree. I'm sure you had this experience too. When you are, when you have a plant-based friend that's going out with you, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, we're, we're <laughs> We are not a charity case. Right. And we all, <laughs> and we don't always want a salad. 
That's what we were like. Well, they have, they have a or, nice or salad. Or a bowl of fruit. Yeah, like salads are fruit. Like, nah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, I can. I can easily get it. Tell me where we go, and like you said, we can make it work from there. Right. But, uh, to right. your credit, there is way more plant-friendly uh, restaurants. Uh, even fast food restaurants are getting into it, even though I wouldn't really mm-hmm. recommend them too much because a lot of times because of the you know the nature of the business and the speed of where they cook these food, uh-huh. uh, there's a good chance they're going to cook that vegan food with in the same griddle or the same you know environment of the meat with the grease. So you, exactly, just be mindful of that too. Um, put that out there. I know with Burger King and the McDonald's all have their own plant based, but be more mindful of the actual fast food areas. I'll put that out there too. And, and when you get to a certain point, as far as you know, your plant-based journey, your body won't even allow you to eat certain foods that have been cooked in the same area, or mm-hmm. has been cooked in the same grease as other foods. Like I've actually experienced it twice um, in my earlier parts of my plant-based journey, where I went to you know eat plant-based options, and because it was um, like peak time as far as lunch or peak time as far as dinner, the food was cooked, you know, in the same area as other food. And it made me sick. I mean, sick to the point where you would have thought I've had the stomach flu. Um, one time I was so sick, it was, I was out of work for like almost a week. It was really bad. Mm. Um, because my body is like, nope, you know, we, we didn't got this far and things like that. And people don't realize things like, um, you know, parasites when you eat, you know, meat and things like that and uncooked food and stuff that, that plays a huge factor as far as what your body will and will not tolerate when you become plant-based. Um, so like the impossible burger, like I will never eat the impossible burger from Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't knock those. If you're at the beginning of your vegan journey and you decide if that's, you know, something that you would like to try because if you're at the very very beginning of your you know plant-based journey your body may be right your mind your body will be able to possibly tolerate that but when you get to a certain point in your plant-based journey your body is like "Uh uh-uh i don't even want anything that has been cooked in the same grease in the same area um because you know that's cross-contamination people don't think about it you know from a plant-based to a meat standpoint, but that, you know, there's a reason why, you know, cross-contamination is a thing in the, you know, in the food industry, you know, cross-contamination, people don't put that together with, you know, being plant-based, but that is a huge thing. So yeah, as far as eating, you know, I watch where I eat. If I, if I happen to eat the Impossible Burger, if I happen to, <laughs> it'll be at a restaurant that I know that has other, you know, plant-based options or a restaurant that I know for a fact is like mainly plant-based because right. if they cook it in the same grease or the same, you know, area, my body will not agree with it. And, you know, people have to be mindful of that as well. When you get later on in your journey, you know, you, your body is going to change as far as what it will and will not tolerate, which is okay. People think, oh, well, I can't really eat, you know, um, Burger King or Wendy's like like I used to. And that's okay. You know, you don't have to have that four for four. You know, even if your meal costs a little bit more, it's okay. You know, would you rather take that $4 and put it towards a meal that is going to be better for your body, that your body is going to agree with and love long term, or get something quick and sacrifice your health in the process, you know, so. There you go. And to kind of segue, but also use the point that you made, we have to have more urgency when it comes to health. Uh, I think in too many times, I mean, everybody is guilty of it in the world, but and we are the leading demographic for a lot of preventable diseases, then we need to stop being reactionary and be more preventative. Right. So to that point, another complaint, another popular complaint, it's too expensive to shop healthy. <laughs> so since you throw down in the kitchen, I'm sure you see the grocery <laughs> store 
quite a bit. So what is your response and advice to that? Well, one, um, there's a lot of different ways, like you touched on earlier, to be plant-based or vegan. Um, you can be the quote-unquote unhealthy vegan and eat a lot of processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do anything processed, it's usually during you know holidays where I may you know pick up a few things that are processed or a few things here and there um, mm-hmm. that may be processed. But I do limit that because, again, just like if you were eating meat that's processed, anything processed has a lot of chemicals in it, so you have to be mindful of how that will affect your body. Um, so as far as eating a lot of processed foods, I stay away from that one budget wise. Um, if you want to spend, have a, you know, a $300 grocery bill, $400 grocery bill, um, by eating all processed vegan meals, I don't suggest it. (laughs) So you don't have to, um, being vegan doesn't go hand in hand with having an expensive lifestyle. You can actually be on a really good budget. And actually, I tell people I actually spend less now than I did back when I wasn't plant-based. And people are like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, because if you're plant-based and you're the, like you're doing the right version of being plant-based, you're spending more money on fruits, vegetables, things like that, and produce. But those are also cheap, the cheaper items in the grocery store. So right. if you're eating a lot of produce and, you know, whole foods, um, your actual budget, um, your, your spending costs for groceries are actually going to be a little bit less than what they usually are if you aren't plant-based. Now, you can also, like I said before, be that expensive vegan and eat a lot of processed foods, but that goes with, you know, a, cost, a costlier bill. So you just determine on how you want to spend, you know, your money. If you want to eat everything, you know, the vegan version of this, 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 and this, and you eat a lot of processed foods, then it's going to be expensive. But if you eat more of the healthier and the organic, as far as like produce, it's not going to be as expensive. Um, So that's a huge misconception that, you know, being vegan, you're going to spend a lot more money. That's a misconception. And then two, if you do decide to get a few more processed foods, um, would you rather spend money on food that you know is going to be better for your life, or are you going to spend it on healthcare down the line? You know, do you want to spend, you know, a hundred dollars on groceries, or do you want to spend a few hundred dollars on, you know, going to the doctor? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that, getting surgery or having different types of treatments and medicines for your body. Like I'm being that I am, you know, 31, thankfully I'm on no medication. Um, my mom being um, almost in her sixties is on, on no medication now. Um, and I can, you know, attest for other friends of mine that are now on no medication because they have switched to a plant-based lifestyle. So you, you, like me personally, I like to eat and nothing affects you more in your everyday life existence than what you put in your body. So people like to spend a lot of money on, you know, clothes and shoes, which is, you know, which those things are important, but, you know, does that really affect your body every day as far as long-term, your health? Like you have to think long-term, I'd rather spend a few more dollars on something that is going to benefit me in the long run as far as my health than for me to pick up a quick dollar burger from McDonald's and then those dollar burgers in like make me go to the hospital where I have to spend thousands of dollars on surgery, you know, things like that, or make me lose time from work because I'm unhealthy. You know, and that's time away from your family and friends. Like, you got to weigh the pros and cons. Me personally, I would rather spend a little bit more money on something that is going to affect my body every day versus something that is going to be harmful for me. Just to say, oh, right now it's quicker or it's cheaper. Listen, y'all be out here buying, you know, 
Gucci this and those Jordans and things like that. <laughs> Spend some money on your health. Spend some money on making sure that you and your family um, are set up for success as far as the long run when it comes to your health. You know, because that's time that you can, you can, you, you being here longer is more valuable than that dollar burger that you're getting from McDonald's. So you have to weigh weigh those options when it comes to your budget and people like if you're again if you fail to plan you plan to fail so plan out your budget you know you know how much you can spend as far as how much you make in a you know in a in a week or in a month plan it out you know meal prep you know budget yourself when it comes to your food spending just like you would anything else like your bills you know I put my my shopping budget along with you know any bills that i have you know that's a factor because that's an important part i that's an important part of my life eating healthy you know is an important part so i make that a priority mm-hmm. so. yeah i have a say i have a, a mantra that i go by if health is wealth then we should all try to be rich exactly and it's all about investing there's a quick way to try to be rich and that's how you end up broke. But if you invest and have calculated decisions, the investment you make in your health and your body is gonna pay off in the long run. And you can pass that knowledge down to the ones around you and the ones that comes after you, especially if you plan right. on having a family. And you dropped a lot of gems today. And I did some <laughs> stats in the very beginning. And I do want to drop a little bit of history, if you don't mind. Okay. And let me ask you this, though. Have you ever heard of a Dr. Alvina Fulton? I have, yes. Okay. So I'm going to break this down for the the listeners out there because I know we're recording this in March, but just because February is over doesn't mean Black history is over. Exactly. We all want to educate ourselves. Right. So there you go. (laughs) So for Dr. Alvina Fulton, and the name is spelled A-L-V-E-N-I-A, Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N, she was a pioneer in the health and wellness industry. Her story is interesting because she started experiencing ulcers at one point in her life. But instead of being treated with modern medicine, she instead made made a juice made from raw cabbage. She said that healed her ulcers in 13 days. She earned degrees in nutrition and became a vegetarian as she operated the Better Living Health Club, where members learned how to lose weight and detox. The, de- the demands were so great, she upgraded her business from her home space to open Fulton's Health Food Center on Chicago's South Side. She served patrons with vegetarian meals, drinks from juice bars, healthcare products, and also provided advice from herself. This was in the late 1950s that she was doing all this. And not only was she providing it to the community and anyone that requested of her of her services and her advice, she provided a lot of health advice to icons like Red Fox, Roberta Jackson, Ruby D, and Dick Gregory. And she had an interesting quote when it came to her critics, because most of her critics were, of course, traditional doctors. Doctors don't bother me. Only 28% of doctors have had nutrition courses in school. That means 72% know absolutely nothing about what I'm talking about. Besides, I have doctors taking my program. She lived to be 92 years old. Wow. Yeah, that is definitely true because um, I'm actually a um, certified sports nutritionist myself. What? And what? that is, yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm going to put that on the episode list. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm having incredible certified guests on this podcast. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. And um, that's why, like, um, as far as I've been meal prepping and working behind the scenes with a lot of family and friends, and I'm actually planning on launching um, a few meal plans and, um, self-care courses for people that are looking to transition into plant-based veganism because when I studied to become a nutritionist, the actual portion of nutrition 
when it comes to the breakdown of being able to get, you know, your protein and, you know, your carbs and things like that, um, there's actually a small portion of about getting it from plants versus what, you know, if you're plant-based or vegan, you, you put in that research, you know, um, I actually have, you know, a few of my sorority sisters who are, you know, doctors and nurses, and they've come to me and they're like, you know, you're right. You know, as far as nutrition, that's only a small blip. They talk about that a small blip when it comes to overall healthcare. Nutrition is not a main factor in healthcare overall. Um, so that's why if you're going to, you know, talk about nutrition, they rare they tell you, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables. Well, how about I just eat nothing but fruits and vegetables? You know, things like that. Like um, the doctors and nurses aren't really taught to put a key factor or hone in on nutrition as a way of healing. They're taught to, you know, treat the side effects, treat treat this treat this symptom and then provide medicine for this symptom and then treat the side effects for that symptom, you know, and it's just, the list goes on and on. So you may have, you know, a, um, you may have heart disease. And so they give you medicines that, you know, help you treat your heart disease, but that actually causes you to have, you know, things like make you susceptible for, you know, diabetes, you know, and then you're treat you're putting, you know, you're treating diabetes now with more medicine. So it's just more and more and more. And they're not taught to treat those issues with nutrition. Mm -hmm. They're not taught that at all. Um, it's a small blip. Now you have those that actually, you know, venture out that are like holistic doctors and um, actually um, follow um, a few uh, pharmacists and doctors that have actually switched to plant-based. Um, as far as their treatments go, they you know then become nutritionists. Aside from them already being you know pharmacists, as far as doctors and you know medical professionals, they then learn and become a nutritionist to be able to treat through food and food is medicine people don't you know they don't think about it that way but food is really medicine um again nothing affects you more than what you eat what you put in your body every day and you know back in the ancient days you know all you had was herbal remedies you know even grandmama and you know great grandmama and great great grandmama you know they didn't use all those medicines um that we have today they use simple herbal remedies you know things like that um or tinctures that they use to heal you you know and people don't realize like those remedies actually work better than today's medicine that's out there now you know most of the time mm -hmm. so there's a cure literally in everything already on this earth for every type of disease you know, even things like HIV, there's different medicines that can, you know, work with the treatment of that. And there's even been some cures out there, you know, you know, you think of, you know, people like Dr. Sebi, you know, people love to, you know, either they love them or they hate them. But at the same time, you can't deny facts like right. he, right. you know, proven in court for curing, you know, a lot of illnesses and diseases. So food is medicine, you know, and plants, plants are medicine, you know, and I think people are now starting to get it a little bit more because they're starting to see, like we're now in the generation as far as the stage of mindset where people are looking for more than just standard or typical, you know, ways of thinking in medicine. So I think people are starting to really kind of key into that but yeah food is definitely medicine food is medicine absolutely well venetia i will ask you what you got coming up but you already explained that you're about to take over the world soon <laughs> so 
that's the plan. That is the plan. <laughs> so, so all that's left of me to ask you is, if someone wants to reach out to you or just want to have like a quick advice or maybe see what you're, like, I don't think you really put too much on your social media. Um, right. But in case that time happens when the time is right, how can people follow you or reach out to you? Well, I'm actually working on a few things um, with my family as far as um, some, as far as social media aspects of it. So that's why I haven't really posted too much on my personal social media. But if anybody, you know, in the meantime wants to follow me on social media, they can follow me on, um, well, Facebook, you know, my name is just Venetia Green. You can find me on Facebook um, and then on Instagram, my username is electric underscore V. Um, and then you can also follow me on Snapchat, um, VV singing 1908. Um, yeah, that's the easiest way to follow me on social media. There you go again. Venetia, buddy, I appreciate <laughs> you coming along and dropping these gems. For this Thank very, you for having me. Oh, it's been a, a pleasure. Not a problem. And for my listeners out there, once again, this is the Message of Moving Podcast. We break generation curses one day at a time. Until next time, y'all be safe. This message is moving. Moving. This message is moving. Moving. This message is moving. Moving. This message is moving. It's beat.